this lovely full moon is bringing some intense energies. As you will have noticed from our lovely channeled guidance for the full moon. And Leo season, as well as the Lionsgate portal, is doing a lot more. We have some fiery energy about a lot of adaptive children. And I think this one might be a short one because it's my third recording of it. When you guys and gals and days know when that happens, it's uh, interesting because I do know there's a lot going on in some people's lives. And the unfortunate spot here is where we have the adaptive children who project that inner child and uh, they project the inner child wound. So it's transference. So they will have the victim perpetrator and rescuer dynamic. And it's a dynamic that the Zen masters see clearly. We don't actually tend with Kali to be a rescuer or a victim or a perpetrator. We don't play any of those roles. This is why the energy of people who are adaptive children is very much in the, um, what's it called, self-righteousness arena. In fact, that's what I had actually read to you. And we've read about this one before, but um, I had read it again in the recording because that's what's around. We have a little bit of resentment uh, for some and resentment happens because of people holding on to something that obviously is important to them. I'm looking for the quotes uh, that I had read so that I can pinpoint them. I'm pretty sure I read some in our other episode as well. But again, each episode is different. So for Leo season, our roars, you want them to be loving. You want them to be kind you want them to understand that no person chooses to actually have unresolved trauma not the parents not an individual um, that they either get the good psychoeducation or not here's one quote uh, for people who have resentment that cuts them from meaningful connection with others and put precious relationships in jeopardy Kelly Wilson, PhD, if a person is spending so much emotional capital on hating someone, there is a longing that is equally potent. That's how much that person's love might have meant to you. There's also what's called when people make mistakes and then they, uh, you know, actually awaken from that. And then they get into resentment again, which still isn't helpful. And actually it's silly because they're just holding themselves back, which is where the voice communication, very important right now, and I'd say that if you have any fiery energy going about, you know, think of the aspect of what you're doing. And don't allow yourself to sit in any of the emotion of resentment. So here, resentment can stem, of course, from childhood trauma. That can set a person up for a life of chronic resentment. So there's neurobiological factors that fuel chronic grudge holding. There are the limbic systems that can play off of someone else's to spark resentment. And there are hidden emotions that resentment most commonly masks. And so, you know, here's what I'm going to do. We'll read. So left unchecked, uh, swiftly can take root, uh, grows into chronic bitterness. So resentment in relationships. When it's left unchecked, it can hold uh, a lot and 
become bitterness, anger, even hatred. And that's a biochemistry of fear. But your mind is also playing with the hero villain. So here's where those adaptive children, again, they do the inner child projecting, oh, the cashier, they looked at me weird. Either they're an asshole, they're rude, or maybe I did something wrong. Oh my God, I must have done something wrong. Oh, then it's, no, no, I didn't do anything wrong. They did something wrong. Oh, you know, the laws need to change it. All of this, all of that which we're seeing, they're all adaptive children because they don't know. That's an ego-sensitive person. They don't know how to handle their charge state, their two-year-old, and any of what they're speaking because they're with a group that holds the same wound. They come together, and then they're all voicing in the same energy. People who have Kali mode, the love cycle people, we learn the right silence. So when we're presented in these fiery moments with aspects that we have to work through, we actually know it. This is Dharma. That's why we do Dharma, because we'll know what we don't like, and we'll know that means we get to work with our emotions. That's the minute you don't like something, you work with your emotions. So it's very straightforward to us. And the aspect, let me keep reading. Uh, what makes resentment uniquely complex to work with is that it can actually feel pretty good, is what the, this is from NACBM, the course. Because when you've been wronged, that righteous indignation feels empowering. And so it makes it difficult for people to give it up. And so how can you, you know, help people to let go of an emotion that often feels justified? And this is where talking about the neurobiological factors that fuel chronic grudge holding and grievances, sharing about the limbic system and how it can play off of someone else's in a way that sparks resentment, and then more those who struggle with resentment. And I'll use, again, me as the example with my one friend, remember, the one that I didn't speak to for five years. So it wasn't resentment, although some would say it could be resentment. It was anger. Definitely every time I talked about the person, there was steam fuming from my noses, so my nose. But I wouldn't use the word personally resentment. However, I'm not a stickler for words, meaning some people want to argue with it. This is the difference right here. I'll give you a difference between people who want to say, no, I'm going to decide what word you should use. And the fact that you don't want to use it, you're arguing, da, da, da. So the people who like to use their books, the ones of us who don't, in order to keep the peace, we will let it be. Because we are going to say a couple of things to people when they do this. You want me to lie to you? I can make up another word if you want. You're, you, you don't want me to lie. No, you want me to agree with you. Oh, so now you're asking me, almost by imposition, to use the word you want me to use. Oh, no, not that. No, this is a play on words. So you now are wanting to tell me that I'm wanting to play on words. How much more do we want to keep doing this? And this is where some will look at that and consider that childish. What they don't understand is that some of us, we actually have ownership completely of how we want to use our words and our emotions. Now, some people will say, this is the two-year-old. This is a person who is deciding to take their life and go against the entirety of the whole society, the whole world. This is how far people take it, okay? This can be any psychotherapist, anyone on the face of this planet can come to you and basically, the minute they choose to be an adaptive child, this is the minute they will start to engage with you on words you've used or how you're taught. They're going to, it's, it's, um, it's fascinating to say the least <laughs> and also annoying to say the least. But 
That's because when we're dealing with those types of rigid bodies, they're all teenagers who are literally and actively trying to tell you how to talk about your life. And the part about being a two-year-old who's a differentiated self who says, I know that I think and feel and I want to do and it doesn't make a difference in your life, which is why we all can look the same. The difference is how we feel inside. 5D people do not feel resentment because we want to be ourselves. This is why, like I said, I would not choose the word resentment in any way, shape, or form. I didn't resent my friend. I chose not to speak to them because they disrespected our friendship. I knew exactly why I was pissed with them. And this is where, when fuming with my nose and being pissy, in one of those moments, my lovely uh, family member said, you know, if you get this angry, it means you still care about them. And I looked at my loved one and I said, well, duh, no shit, Sherlock. You think I wouldn't love the person? If I didn't love them, then I would be completely a-okay with all of this. So when we're indifferent... It means we're not in any type of relationship with a person. But, like I said, there's a difference between those who hold resentment and grudges versus those who are fuming because there's a specific number of scenarios that will have taken place, like with my friend, that will make us... And, and the equation is you've disrespected something that is a bond. It doesn't justify it. In fact, we don't justify our dislike. The part of knowing that that is a self-centeredness way of looking at something is very clear. I personally am the one who decided with my own personal heart here that the way they treated me was disrespectful. I can take ownership of it. This is being a Zen master. I will take ownership of it. I will look them in the face and you know though, if somebody's apologizing to you after five years, I'm assuming that the apology is because, and this is the thing, it's, it's because I was not blind to what they were doing they were not blind and here is where i use this story as an example because when people love each other and are in bonds of a specific type they know each other my friend knows me very well intuitively and so they in three or four scenarios actively could see that i was upset and kept behaving the way they wanted to which told me they completely do not give a shit of how, emotionally speaking, I'm feeling, which means you do not have my best interest at heart, which also means, though, you do not have our friendship in heart, in, in that we're not really in this space for you. So there's equations to friendship called love. That's it. It's not about you need to do. In fact, here's the spelling it out. But let me specify, to this day, my friend has a very different idea of what happened because when we rediscussed this i forget at what point they reiterated the action so they think it was a specific event and this is what shows you that every person's projection of reality and the events that happen in life are different which is why again a zen master is not going to go saying you know what let me keep trying to prove to you what i'm saying no we're going to leave it alone. You can use all, you can insult. We don't consider it an insult. We, we are like, thank goodness, now they don't like me anymore. Now I can go on with my life because they totally don't like me. So it's something of a relief when we're with people who don't know just how to leave us alone, to be able and allow non-filtered people. Because see, the thing is, again, it's not the Zen masters 
that have an issue with life. It's the adaptive children that don't tend to their inner child that bring and project their either victim or perpetrator or their rescuer or whatever. We actually don't equate any. It's a two-year-old who doesn't know how to be an adult. They're an emotionally immature. They're not self-empowered. They don't even know how to be respectful. I mean, we just don't want to be around them, really. It's not about their energy vamp. No, no, they're not energy vampires. They're just energy. We don't really appreciate how they're handling anything. Honestly, it's a dull conversation for our brain, by the way, and our body. We're not having an enjoyment time. We enjoy sharing life with people. And that's not life when you're trying to tell another life what to do with their life. It's a more of like, okay, I'm almost trying to not snore right now as you, uh, you know, tell me what I need to think and feel and how I should behave, or blah, 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 <laughs> which is where if I'm not walking naked, in the street, you know, unless I go to naked beach, nudist beach, uh, leave me alone. What do you want? Today, it's so interesting. You can barely uh, go places without wondering, is this okay? Can I say this? Can I do that? <laughs> you know, so long story short, the Leo season's energies are giving people who want to be in their Zen mastery, by the way, the ability to speak more from the heart that is love, but also equanimous and also straightforward and not filtered. So we are finding a lot of people in the middle. The ones who are adoptive children, they keep doing what they're doing. They've always done it. They will keep on doing it. And this is because they, with that part of resentment or obtuseness or anger, may it be what it may be, there's the inability to see their own emotional charge. So when I gave you me as the example, it's because I knew that my upset equated my hurt feelings i never negated that to myself never negated it to others the part of how one processes one one's own emotions is one's own personal shit period <laughs> so someone else wanted to come share with you how to process your emotions that's somebody trying to tell you how to be the life you are it's also a person who's thinking you don't know how to handle your own stuff or that you're not or not, you know this is where side side note sidetrack the reality is uh, relationships are fun when there's grown-ups who are just sharing life and they are hearing each other. And when we have those, these are beautiful because we don't have the need to explain. Some people, instead, there's always a need to explain. And eventually, though, luckily, we don't have to explain anything anymore because there's just so much of a difference that there is no communication. And that's where uh, the adaptive child is always in a rigid body and a rigid mind. They're not in conversations to bring harmony, to bring actual genuine, let's have fun together. It's all defense mode. It's very uncomfortable. Um, it's very unnecessary. And it's a energy that's just a bummer. So when we meet the self-righteous ones, I've met some of them. To, we walk away from them as soon as we can. We'd rather be with the sticklers that tell us what words to use than to the ones that say, I'm standing up for this and I... And it's like, uh, okay, you're not anointed, but still, I know you don't believe me and you actually think you know everything and I want to move away from you so you can go to your clear land and stay with the 4D people and have fun with them in Maya land while you all think you're not in Maya land because apparently you did whatever it is that you think made you into this amazing deity of some sort. So whenever people actually project in their mind how they're going to look as the enlightenment soul age person, they obviously don't know the alignment of their physical, energetic mind, hold value and heart body. None of it. None of it at all. 
they are still in, uh, enamored with their own light. The adaptive child who has an inner child who's potentially in a codependent type relationship of subject and ruler and who knows, you know, there, there's also couples. You see them all over the place. So that's where we're going to leave that one alone because you better bet the saga stories continue for the people who are in the spectrum of the shame cycle. Let's be compassionate. Leave them alone. The blind lions and the deaf ones, they hang out together because they can speak the same language to each other. They do roar. We got to figure out how to get to speak to the ones who want to move into grown-up land. And on that note, with Leo season's energies and um, the lion's portal, lion's gate, and the actual, there's a couple of planets moving around. The people who have moved into love, those of you who understand the difference between genuine people who know how to explain their emotions, talk about their emotions, they also don't assume to know everything that you are, the people who are conscious people, it's enjoyable because of the ability for them to let you feel comfortable to be yourself. And then it's also nice to be able and expand those playgrounds. This is the beauty of having family is that we get to be together and we get to work on those elements that are flaws and imperfections, but in a cute way. Being able to be safe haven and secure basis for each other. So if anybody's new, this is what a 5D is all about. Pure consciousness is unconditional love. That's purusha. And, and pure energy is prakriti. That's you as your pure energy. And pure energy is your nervous system, you in a ventral vagal nervous system state. To be here, you need an integrated mind, meaning you move into integration of the mind, meaning you're left and right. So your emotions, when they come up, you don't use them. So the cashier lady gets pissed. You don't have, if you didn't do anything, you didn't do anything. If you did do something, you apologize. And one of my other stories, remember when I got in the line on the supermarket, it was for 10 items. I didn't see the sign. People behind me got pissed at the cashier. I apologized because I didn't see the sign. I know they didn't believe me. I felt bad that they yelled to the cashier lady instead of telling me. I also felt bad that I knew they wouldn't believe me, but that also, again, reinforced why we don't try to prove who we are to people. People want proof. They can go to the blind lions and the, 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 the deaf ones too because we're not going to play that game, that's for sure. You can go prove your own self to someone. That's the shame cycle, people. They consistently need to prove they're right. They're not enjoyable to be around. It's like something that's just like mind-numbing in the most interesting way sometimes because some of them you really can't do anything about the way that they will want to engage. So on that note, as I was saying, this is going to be a bit short. We do have a video with some channeled guidance messages. Uh, the full moon was quite heated, and I know some of you are looking to speak that truth. So while we are closing out, and I'm going to revisit the other aspects that I did talk about in our previous recordings, but I want us to be in an energy that allows you to hear the full message. And right now I'm actually settling into some new aspects. So on that note, being able to recognize what you feel, how you feel, why you feel. Number one, taking ownership. Number two, being able to understand that not everybody thinks the same way you do. Number three, very easy peasy and understanding that that means sometimes you will not be liked for who you are. Number four, 
Number five, it means you thank people for their time because that is what they have gifted you. We will do our best to bring in Krishna Lila, who's we, the love cycle people and those who have moved out of shame. Why? Because if they've moved out of shame and they're in love of who they are, as they are, they are safe havens for themselves. They know that it's okay to be fucking imperfect, to use whatever fucking words they want, but to know that there will be repercussions when they're with different groups. So to learn also love language, because we are in a time of change. Learning how to use words is great. Learning how to be forgiving if you use the wrong word is great too. So there is, for example, something I found out with one of Sabine's videos, and this is on the spectrum of uh, the, why neurodiversity has become a trending topic. And neurodiversity actually began for neurodivergency or neurodivergence to support the autistic community. But see, it's now become a spectrum of autism. So it integrates various other ASD or AP autistic. Uh, I need to look it up, but there's an ASD or APD. So the individuals who are using the words appropriately are some. Some of us don't know the words, and so we just don't use them at all. And we try to ensure we want to create conversations versus trending topics. Trending topics is where, oh, our group is more special than your group. And this is why we always will have groups. Some people are going to say, we're not more special, not special. We're all people. We're growing information. This is the part. It's very normal to grow knowledge. So the reason we've moved from autism to the autistic spectrum disorder, or however it's termed, is because... Classical autism was uncovered, I forget in what year. And then there was the other, um, there's another one that I can't remember because it's a hard word that was different than autism. So now we know of classical autism. They don't use this other word, which instead I believe somebody used in the popular field of trending topics. And they all make a big deal because obviously the person used the word. They're also not liked, yada, yada, yada. There's all these aspects that to a person who cares about people's well-being, it's about understanding that the spectrum involves people who have minds that are not connected. This is the part. Rigidity, as has been pointing out, we have people who have unresolved trauma and insecure attachment. And they are adaptive children with abuse, neglect, toxic household environments that they can work on, that inner child and the adaptive child. Then we also have what are brain structures. And these brain structures, so like with autism, Sabine was showing it's not the vaccines, that one study that all these anti-vaxxers have moved into. This is the part where we have issues with people who have belief systems and disengage from education and science, and they believe in conspiracy stuff, for example. They don't allow themselves to continue to get educated. And this is why it can't be only about spirituality process, because the minute a person does, for example, a Sadhguru course and a, a journey with him, they're going to think they're enlightened. I've seen them. I see them all over the place. They talk about how vegan and vegetarian there are. It's like, dude, that's not why. You have no idea what you're talking about. The minute you're giving me a label is the minute that I'm already like, okay, let me be quiet because I'm dealing with somebody who didn't hear what the guru that they chose to go to told him. But again, we don't meddle with states of consciousness because 
Deaf ears, anyone, adoptive children, they're proving who they are. You don't understand. This is why they're blind and deaf. When we go into any conversation, the right silence is chosen by a Zen master because we know there's no need to speak. And when we actually speak where there's no need to speak, we learn something. We learn how to handle ourselves with more Krishna Lila. And to be curious of the different personalities that the different walks of life of people that are around us want to be around. So when we're disliked, we learn something. That some people won't like Zen masters because they don't like forgiveness. They don't like compassion beyond a reason because they don't want to dissolve shame. They think shame should stay. They believe it serves a purpose and they don't know that we've moved away from being one with the animals and to a species that actually uses a brain to think and feel and one and in the same. But it's not one and in the same because people who don't use their right mode don't move into integration of the mind. So the ones who don't have a brain structural situation but they actually have unresolved trauma which leads them to have structural dissociation which is because they will be reactive the adaptive child when situations happen that then they will project ah you're my toxic whatever family member no no i'm not but you don't even have the audacity to become aware of the inner child that is there because oh let's not learn psychoeducation emotions are stupid no no i'm gonna go do yoga and say that i'm enlightened now so we who's we 5d people i love all subject matters all of them are beautiful what I love more is empowering people with information. And so when you see people that want to throw their actual unresolved trauma around and call humanity fucking sucky, what you know is no, it's not humanity that's sucky. You still have unresolved trauma, obviously, and so do they, which is why we find ourselves not tending to our air, our water, and our food, our soil. Like seriously, you know, okay, so we're going to close it out. I love, love, love Leo season, but my gosh, there's so many energies. My lovely city of Naples. I'm going to use, again, I use personal so you can realize. Of course I have opinions. We all do. But here, here's what objectivity is. And also in the middle is. It's, I was happy to see my lovely city win this third cup of soccer. And I'm not a huge fan. But I was happy because their entire, you know, collective consciousness, which is something we'll touch upon, is what we are. And so the entire city, I could feel, it's like when Christmas comes around or those holidays, when you're pure consciousness, you will feel always like the Ho'oponopono uh, prayer. They, the energy, it's going to be full of heart and joy and excitement. And you feel the life, you feel the essence that is vibrating in every ounce of these individuals. It's not a soul in the sense of the soul, the way you know we will have learned it. I know I learned it as a kid. It's the essence of life of the city. So these people are so enamored with this game of soccer. And I actually was able to be here for their second World Cup, I think it was. So when I remember the song as a kid, because they would sing it from the balcony. Maradona is the superhero for the Neapolitans, not Pelé. Don't get me started on that one. So uh, the song is uh, Maradona Meglio di Pelé. So the song actually says Maradona is better than Pelé. <laughs> they had this whole song singing. Anyways, long story short, this city, the way they decorated, I haven't seen it because I haven't been able to go downtown. They decorated the entire city. There's like a whole bunch of murales everywhere. And long story short, I thought after reviewing this beautiful photography book, with all the pictures of this third cup they won. And I'm like, you know, if only humanity could actually um, 
come together for our air and our water and our food like these people are right now and be happy about it instead there's a lot of people busy thinking of the conspiracy stuff and then there's a lot of people who are actually uh, not even thinking they they just think because they have clairs they know the future so we have all of these different in the middle groups that are ignoring aspects that have been uh, shared with some. I will, I will say that I am someone who loves education. That's why I have used and will continue to share the podcast as educational. It's pseudoscience. That's okay with me. It's channeled guidance because I do talk to those who are mystics, intuitives, and bring the middle. Obviously, I talk to all, but what I'm saying is we talk to those who understand these experiences of our optimized brains. Again, neuroscience talks about the field of consciousness within us, and there's more than just one. I mix the information because it's actually applicable, like the religious self stuff. And this works for those of us who are whole. Whole meaning we take all subject matters. So we don't say the ancients know more than science. No, the ancients knew what they knew. The science knows what it knows, and we come and bring it together. Furthermore, because some of you are moving into your clairs, as someone who can support you to move into your 5D mysticism, this is what I, I support. The people who are serious about their mental health, they will go to good somatic sensory motor and trauma therapists. As someone who mentors and consults, yes, but that's where mindfulness, practitioner, holistic life coach, this is a great uh, addition as I keep moving forward with my courses as well as the trauma educational certificates and all these aspects. But I already know how a person, because I'm a person, if I want mental health stuff, I will go seek out a good psychoeducator. That's because I have been taught and informed and been spoken of the difference. So I'm sharing the same knowledge with others. The mysticism I share not to uh, differentiate good or bad. 4D is a bandwidth that does exist. Move out of it. There isn't good or bad. And be in 5D plane. If not, then you will look to energy with the aspects of the good and bad and supernatural. So then I will say go read the religious self of Patrick McNamara. Go and uh, use that information, neuroscience, again, to start getting into a little bit of updates. But it's not only updates about your brain, because the part of it being a personal development journey, your spirituality processes your personal development journey. It's you moving into being a functional adult. It's your actual harnessing of your body and your mind, the embodied brain. So when you share and speak to your loved ones, it's not always going to be something um, that can go in the way that you would envision. The ones of us who are love cycles, we already learned time again and again and again how to be in equanimity, how to choose the right silence. We learned how to use our time in the best way possible because we cherish time. This is why we thank people always for their time, independently from what projection a person will have thrown at us because the reality is a pure consciousness person will have projection because the world for those who become teenagers moves into this danger zone and i mean i have a perfect example right now which is seriously okay 
I'm going to give you me and then this. And that's why it's not a genius here. I saw what kids would do as teenagers, and I was one of them. I learned quite quickly how unreliable all these teenagers were and how basically they don't know what they want. They're doing things that are unhealthy for them. They're lying. None of them can keep their words. I grew up. I see the same. And I learned thanks to the lovely psychoeducators. These are all people who have not resolved their trauma. And then I have to see people become compulsively addicted to their drugs or their, I don't know about drugs because I don't do drugs, but alcohol, sex, compulsive addicts of alcohol and sex together, the worst mix ever. I mean, seeing somebody use the dark um, side of neuroplasticity and then watch their eyes basically one after the other of the, because the compulsive pattern, if you learn enough about neuroscience, you're wiring yourself into specific armor. It's sad. You're not dissolving shame. In fact, the minute that you've been given the opportunity to take ownership, when you do something wrong or you know you want to speak some truth and you don't do it, you have shoved that emotion down and now you've suppressed it again or it's not come up. So basically, this is the why when Sadhguru says, life will present to you opportunities to live life. You can walk it with two legs or you might end up walking it with one, le one leg. But the example doesn't do justice when you watch those movies that give you these uh, people who go and drink um, to forget something it's a bullshit movie it's teaching you an unhealthy thing it's not teaching you how to learn how to be a healthy person some people might want to stay in this plane that's stay in a limited plane but people who are knowledgeable about the plane of heaven in your body can see hell's not on earth it's in the body when you look at how the psychoeducators talk about when they're negotiating with people who have unresolved trauma with tsunamis they feel so when somebody shoves that trauma back down it's still going to come back up and when these ascension energies come that's what happens when we see people that are in codependent relationships that are falling for religious and scams that are of people that are within the mystical community this is not something we want to see and uh, we try. I know I consistently try to get people to see things. When people are concerned for us, because we've got plenty of people who get concerned for us with the way that we handle energetic aspects because they don't know what it means to be hypersensitive. And we learn right now, some of us are learning how to try and expand furthermore our energy bandwidth. So when people don't get it, they don't get it. And they are going to assume you have something going on. And that's because they care. That's why an adult doesn't say, you are wishing me ill. The adult learns how to say, you are wishing me well and you are worried. The adaptive child will get frustrated. The love cycle adaptive child will get frustrated by people pointing out things that they will recognize, create an agitation within. So here, when people in the past presented, and I know that I lost somewhere where I was going, but this one's more important right now. When people have presented aspects that create an agitation within me, that's the minute that I learned. And so when you're conscious of yourself, your sensations, your right brain stuff, you're like, you're not pointing shame, blame, fault, revenge. You're not going to say, you caused me emotional stuff. I'm working with my emotional stuff. I'm going to keep working with it. You've given me an opportunity. When we care about our loved ones, we're not going to leave them hanging. We're not going to impose 
ourselves either, but we will be consistent contingent communication. Because see, when you care about your loved ones, again, you don't leave them alone. You keep bugging the shit out of them. And that's why when people cut you out of their life, I've told you that story. The one time when it happened, it was one of my most important lessons. I remember, I, I knew it was, because it was my second important lesson. I said, these two lessons are going to be the most important that are of my life. I already knew that. And that's the truth. And it was this human being who I love to this death, and they're not with me anymore on this plane. Uh, but they actually went and eliminated their email without saying anything just so they could be off the grid from me, so that I would not be able to reach out. And I laughed when that happened. Some people, when I told the story, like, oh, I'm so sorry for it. Like, what are you talking? Do you not hear my tone? What's wrong with you people? Like, I'm not sobbing here. It ain't a sad story. It's a real story, and it made me laugh. You know why? Because that's how much it took for you. you to me, to a person who's loving, the fact that a person who loves you will actually go out of their way to delete themselves and to make themselves unavailable while others are busy saying, oh, that's toxic, oh, that's ghosting. We're busy saying, what the fuck, man? What'd you just do? Are you seriously, you're going to live life in a way that you don't want to and you're going to call yourself, oh, by the way, yeah, intellectually smart. So the laugh is not because we're upset in the sense of, course we're upset what is the upset is called sadness it breaks our heart of course but you know what happens with an emotion that gets processed with love and that is by a grown-up who accepts that you're not going to have everything you want in life mm, let me think two seconds and gone because emotions when you're not ruminating on them because you don't do human suffering because you know how to process your emotion effectively with an optimized brain it's not because one is cold. No, no. It's called integration of the mind, restorative embodied self. Go figure. It's called being a healthy human being. The good psychoeducators will explain it very well, might I add. Now, they don't usually work, in fact, with Zen masters because we don't need them to help us to get here. So they think most people have shame cycles, or if not all. Some don't. We don't have shame cycles. So our laugh is not even a sad guru laugh. It's more like, wow, what the fuck? you just did this shit, you know what you end up finding out years after? Things that you already knew. You know what it is about lovely other, let's do this. When we meet expanding consciousness people, I got one person that's coming in my mind. I love her. I love her to death. They already know why we laugh and they laugh with us. And then they laugh when we get all into our Kali mode because they're like, okay, come on, give it up already. You already know how this is going to go. Because they're a state of consciousness that knows that every person gets to make their choice. If they're going to sob and cry over regret, the crocodile tears, not do anything about it, and just cry misery, but they've taken all the actions they could to isolate themselves. The saddest part is learning that that is a shame Teflon bag, a brain of a person who says, I don't deserve anything good. But you know what we don't do? We don't be like, oh, what a great story of the person and the deities who go and die upon a... The hill. No, no, no. We're like, wow, that's a really crappy story. You learned what life was all about and then you decided to go away and to hide out. Mm, I think you didn't learn anything about how to claim your life back except for to go to the mountains and just so we right here is why there are those who need good somatic sensory motor therapists. They're all out there. We're all in favor of supporting all humanity for real, not pretend. So we will learn how to speak and or walk around eggshells for some people when they ask us or say, you know what, I'll just leave. I'll just leave. 
call me an asshole, call me whatever. I'm going to go vote for the people who will give you the rights. But I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, let me play with your your transference right now. No, because you're projecting and your therapist obviously isn't doing a good job at telling you what you're doing. If you're still projecting your actual inner child upon other people and not taking ownership, you're blinding yourself. You're in a compulsive, like all of these things. People who want true mental health will either find a good one, but if they don't, that's unfortunate because then they're in the hands of the wrong people and that happens on all scales. So we want to empower through our education. It doesn't need to be science. We're not empirical data analysts. The people who are though, they have plenty of it. We are very confident because neuroscience, again, the only difference between learning yoga from a sad guru and learning neuroscience is that neuroscience explains to you why yoga works and why shamans become shamans and the deities and da 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 and it's the way your brain works now some people want to keep saying some people are limited anybody who wants to stay limited they can stay limited the people who know that you have infinite higher human consciousness potential they're not going to limit themselves so again love it's a very straightforward emotion being able to understand that a person can expand to become the best version of their self once they move into what their body and mind is already trying to move them towards. Restored embodied self, integrated mind. The people who have a brain structure situation, the rigid stuff, and so it's not able to integrate. And that's why we have medication that helps. And that's why we have our researchers who try to see how we can support the, the more the merrier. And so neurodivergent and neurodiversity is important to notice and to support and to be aware of. And destigmatizing all of things is important. Neurodiversity, addicts of alcohol, drugs, sex, and uh, other things, addicts of a lot of things. To destigmatize can only take place if we talk about these aspects as a part of life. They don't have to be normalized. Some people that have neurodiversity, they're objecting to people who want to normalize it. They say, I want to get better because I actually don't live a good life. Okay, so here's where we have groups because the middle is always the wisest. The middle is equanimity neutrality. So what is really happening is we're learning to use new words. The people that are tuning in here, you're in the middle. High fives. The roaring lions who know about human elements, the spiritual elements, and spirituality. We bring it together. We know that it's through cooperation. The ones who do the whole yelling at each other, leave them. They will continue to do their thing. Right silence helps you not to speak where speaking doesn't serve anyone. The one part that you will learn how to harness and do is your own ability to be in a state of compassion when people project their abuser or their victim, their perpetrator, their rescuer, whatever role they're playing in that moment, they're suffering is in no need of you to add to it. In fact, that's why the right silence will enable you to not add to anything. And since whatever words come out of the mouth of a person who's an adaptive child will be to serve their own best interests, and they already think they're right because they know everything, again, you give them the floor, you enable them to share what is important to them, and that's why you thank them for their time. 
And that's the fuck you, fuck you. When you can hug it out, we are moving into building secure connections. When you can't hug it out, then that means those people actually have said fuck you in a real deal. And, you know, most you can do is apologize and say it's great to know that we can agree to disagree. It's not great that we can't be friends, but I get it. Or, you know, it depends how those conversations go. So the part of where sometimes uh, you're actually not wanting something like that to happen, but people that don't um, want a friendship, they don't want one. They won't do anything to keep... People who don't want a relationship with you will not do anything to try and keep it. And so the minute somebody doesn't care to keep a friendship, a family ship, a relationship... They're the ones who are saying no to it. So, again, Rumi quote, those of us who love with heart and our soul, the essence of life, we don't, no separation, we don't abandon ship and we don't actually invest our time in any of our relationships because of a temporary thing. No, no. We know how to be consistent, contingent communication, so we build secure connections. Those who become part of our safe haven, secure base, become attachments. And those who don't, don't. So, long story short, be compassionate, be loving, be kind. Allow your roar to be one that, as understanding, people go through a lot. The ones who want to grow up, they will learn how to grow up. And the ones who don't, they won't. We have, in fact, some new types of content that are going to focus on in on emotional insecurity and immaturity. And that will be interesting as we continue to evolve and expand your energies. If you've completely moved into a state of love, they are slowly moving into the new you, if you will. So the new mature you, which is able to speak whatever conversation is important. Uh, it's time to have it. Basically, that one I want to ensure that is clear. The fear that I picked up on uh, is something you can't do anything about when people uh, don't know that you either do it or you don't. It's, it's, it's not having a conversation is not something that will ever be a positive, not because of the whole closure thing. So those who I'm speaking to, it's something important. We're not talking about closure. We don't do closure. 5D doesn't do cutting people out. We don't do cancel. That's for the adaptive child. Talking to emotionally mature people here. The channel guidance is for those who unconsciously love. So if that's the case and your truth that you want to speak, either you do it or you do it. This fear is not going to go away because the fear part is the aspect of not knowing how the other is going to interact you can't know if you don't take the step to do the speaking. And, you know, it's um, something that I will close with this one. When we fight for love, the ones of us, I have one of my, my not one, my first tattoo is a warrior because I'm a warrior for love. But eventually, like, well, I wouldn't consider myself a warrior, but I am. I'm one that will fight for love. But, you know, you fight for love not by fighting. You fight for love by loving. That's the compassionate beyond a reason. That's pure consciousness. And so when you see something that's uh, a need for you to be love, you fighting for it is you consistently being what love is. It's very easy for those who are self-empowered. So we don't actually keep any of our feelings hidden 
It's also why we don't filter. We won't filter because we consider that lying. So our family is the group of people that we will consistently, again, work on equanimity and Krishna Leela with because we will choose not to filter. And that's something very much special because we all have an immediate oversoul that we get to practice being our lovelies and masters. All of our oversoul gets to practice that if they want to. The extended and so the expanded, the lovely human race on a, on a whole, when I'm picking up on the theme, it's an energy that the people who are in that plane are in. And it's, to me, personally annoying. Year after year, I've had to feel people, basically it's like flies on a window. So I don't have a space for, um, what's the word? I don't, it's called stubbornness. It's called something that it's actually a waste of my time at this point. When I pick up on people being pissy, it's like, oh, there you go again, there's again. I, I can only actually, personally, this is the personal share right now, what I bring to my mind is Basil van der Kolk. I bring the somatic experts. They're the ones who soften it up and it's up, wait, remember, unresolved trauma, they have unresolved trauma. So the charged states are coming up. They're at being able to choose life again or maybe not. They might wire themselves shut in some addictive compulsive behavior. Maybe they won't, maybe they will. Who knows? Who knows? Let's just share the love and move forward. Some people, they sit there and they ruminate. Those are not 5D people. Because they didn't understand every one of the individuals on the face of this planet, when they wake up in that morning, they get to choose. Now, some people, they don't have the education. That's why we need to create conversations. And destigmatizing doesn't happen by having people live unhealthy lives. There are groups that highlight we are special because X, Y, Z, D, E, F, G. And now that you've said this word, I'm going to come after you and say da, 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 da. And I'm thinking, mm, let me think. The data will show me what a healthy lifestyle is like. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut, except for maybe I'll share with, you know, some sort. There's actually a great app for something like that. But long story short, what I was trying to get to is those of you who are tuning in, if you're mastering who you are, then you're not in the energy of 4D plane. But you will be having a lot of it around you, not going to be an impact on you because you're not involved in their drama. They're the ones who are talking about people in life in a certain way. And they're actually convinced of everything. So let them be convinced. If they actually move into good psychoeducation, they will learn a thing or two about being compassionate beyond a reason and dissolving shame. The part that I want to make clear about speaking, when you actually know that every person does try their best, this is why we, will, we don't ever leave anyone behind. Fighting and warriorship for love for 5 DC in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group is every single human being on the face of this planet, every life form, although I eat meat and I do kill mosquitoes, but I'm just saying. So, I mean, this is that part. Uh, we can pick on these things, but for every human being that we will ever meet, we will see the most amazing of potential because that is what a person is. But they are the ones who can look at their attachment system and then their defense system, 
their embodied brain because that's what actually is the basis of you building your relationships it's, if you're not a functional adult you're an adaptive child it means you have an inner child it means you will oh that cashier she looked at me weird what happened see a lot of teenagers as adults they are not any fun to be around they weren't fun to be around when i was a teenager they're not fun to be around as an adult but as an adult i get to ask more interesting questions because i get to try and figure out how can i help the adults who want to move out of their addictive behaviors how can i help the people who want to save their life who want to cherish their loved ones who don't want to sit behind a wall in silence and be in regret for the rest of their life and then die and actually have lived a very sad life while thinking of themselves as intellectually intelligent you know what actually so here we'll close out with this one what actually keeps us silent is because we don't want to be mean and that part about people having this defectiveness shame is a seven month old infant body that doesn't mean that an adult brain will not think of wow this is really fucked up because <laughs> right now what i would want to speak to you is fuck you you're an idiot you know so this is where we will acknowledge that that is not the right thing to do immediately it doesn't take a genius because suffering is very visible if you treat yourself like a person people don't treat people like people they vilify them in their self-resentment stuff whatever it is going on in their adaptive child pure consciousness doesn't do that we will bite our tongue while knowing this is not this is not right we know it's not right this is completely not right at all and we'll know it again and again and again and we will bite our tongue again and again and again because we will know there's something bigger behind this picture and we're not ready to be a mean person because <laughs> there's no need because the signs always speak clearly you take the actions that you want and you speak the words that you want and you do what you want whether you're in a shame cycle or not so we will take what you share with us actively which is if it's silence then it's silence that you want if it's i don't like you then i don't you it's it's very straightforward we do not sit and think about the individual and why or not that's called rumination we will acknowledge data point data point data point and it's not a data it's an actual here's what they don't want here's what they want here's what they don't want here's what they want but it's going to be something where we hop over the eggshells to get the fuck out of that moment because we're not going to hang around with people who have all these eggshells. It's a boring place to not live a life. The people who don't speak their truth, they sit on it. They sit on it because, as the psychoeducators say, you shoving something down is not going to make it go away. That's not how the sensations in our bodies get processed. That's how they get stored. We don't like to see people suffer and um, the shame cycle is one of suffering heaven is in our bodies hell is in our bodies it's called your nervous system and your embodied brain people who get a good psychotherapist the neuroscience people without being a mystic they get on a good journey personal development the ones who are smart they get it that's why again i support all you guys know this channeling guidance is for my mystics because you will know of channeling guidance and this is we're a community of people who support each other to become ourselves as grown-ups we talk about human elements psychoeducation the spiritual stuff metaphysics esotericism i'm a reiki master energy work tarot card reader akashic record reader those are consultation tools that we use for personal development sometimes i do universal love transmission sessions that's on my list to do for you all 
stuff like that. And then spirituality, Sadhguru is my go-to. And we love Krishna Lila, Shiva and Kali, as well as being able to know that we, the functional adult, is a Zen master, the integrated mind, the people who know how to speak without filters, and also how to say, you know, we can agree to disagree here, and it's okay. Let us choose the right silence so that we may be kind enough to each other to thank each other for the time we will have spent together and then to part ways as friendly as possible. Always possibilities, you know, and um, it's secure connections that we build. Then those who want to stick around, they become secure attachment, right? And that's how we build our safe haven, secure base relationships. They actively want to participate in our everyday. We want to participate in theirs. So speak your heart. Allow yourself to build your community and we'll be back with more. Have a great one.